Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host as always, Jacoby Gillum. Today's guest is Jamison Lee, professional volleyball player and another athlete abroad management athlete. Jamison shares her story and it was inspiring about her journey and you know, it's about opportunities. You know, kind of how we can help frame in our mind that we deserve every opportunity that's coming our way, every moment, every every game, you know, that we deserve to be there. And so great story with her and you'll enjoy learning, learning about her family and now they're a bunch of all athletes in themselves. So great story, great journey, and let's get to it. But Jamison, the question everyone that comes on is when you're young as an athlete, what's like your biggest dream and goal you want to achieve? My biggest dream and goal honestly was just to play volleyball like I didn't really have aspirations of going to college and playing volleyball until I got to probably my freshman year um both my parents were d1 athletes in college they both went to Long Beach State my mom played volleyball and my dad played basketball but I kind of was just like okay like I play sports like it'll probably happen but I never really wanted to like that passion for playing college until I got to my freshman year. Um, and so then by that time, that's when my goal was like, okay, yeah, I want to go D1. Like I want to make it as a, um, at that time in ninth grade, I was an outside. So at that time I was like, okay, I want to go D1. And it wasn't really looking likely or anything like that. Um, and so I changed positions the next year, my sophomore year to become a setter. And then that's when I was like, Everyone was like, yes, this is possible. You can go D1 as a setter. And then I ended up committing to George Washington University my junior year. So that kind of like change of paths and change of, I guess, reality is what really made me want to go D1. Okay. So so, so for you, what was D1 because of your parents or was it more just because the, 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 hype, the hype around being a D1 athlete? I think it was the hype around it and kind of like that's everyone's big goal at first is like, oh, yeah, I want to be a D1 athlete. Like this is where everything is. Um, So definitely that hype, like looking back on it now, if I would have stayed an outside, I could have for sure would have been happy going D2, D3, anything like that. Um, But I think with my goals being D1 and seeing that as like the ultimate like achievement at the time, that's when um I decided to become a setter so so when so how was that transition like was it something that you're willing to do when someone said hey I think you should become a setter um so at first I was really nervous because literally the day that I decided to try setting was at tryouts like my uh the director of our club was like all right if anybody wants to try setting like go ahead we're gonna put you on this court and I was just standing there like I don't want to try setting, so I'm not going to do it. And then she was like, Jameson, go try setting. And I was like, all right. (laughs) So then I did it. Um, And I remember telling my mom, like, after tryouts, I was like, mom, like, I'm not going to make a team at all, like, being a setter, because this was my first time ever setting hitters or setting in gameplay and stuff like that. She was like, if you don't make it as a setter, like, they'll just put you back on the team you're on as a hitter. But then I ended up making the top team as a setter. So that was – I was – not, I was hesitant at first, but then ended up being willing, of course. And so, so, so how was how was that feeling? Because you know, like the the think that okay, now my dream is achievable. 
right? Like, like what was that feeling? Like kind of knowing that, okay, this may be an, an, a, a transition, but now I'm getting close, close, close to my goal. I think with people saying that it was achievable, I didn't necessarily believe it until I guess later on into the season, because at first I was like, I have so much to catch up on so much, so many reps that I've missed out on. Like usually setters, they start setting when they're 12 years old and that's the only position they do. And that it's such like a technique and technical position. So I was like, I'm just so behind. And so it didn't really become, I guess, I didn't realize that it was attainable until later on. And in, 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 in how was your mom like on the journey with you? Like, was he kind of like, kind of like giving you the tips and tricks of, hey, that's kind of how it went for me to go, you know, my through this process? My mom is my biggest supporter and my biggest critic, of course. <laughs> um, with her being, like, I can tell you a little bit about her. She went to Long Beach State. She was part of the 98 team that won the national championship. They went 36 and 0. Um, so she, she was an opposite. So she doesn't know anything about setting, but she had a great setter. She, uh, Misty May was her setter. Uh, and so she was just like, yeah, like we can do this, do setting like, and she would of course give me feedback and stuff like that. But it was mostly like, this is your journey. You'll push yourself as hard as you want to. Like she never forced me to get extra reps or go to camps or anything like that. She was like, if you want this, you'll do it. And so with dad said they, they took ball over, over basketball? He was. Um, I hated basketball. I hated the contact. I hated the running. I hated every part about it. So he was like, he was the one who was kind of forcing me to play basketball. And then when um, I got to my freshman year, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do basketball, like um, AAU basketball anymore. It's too much of a commitment and I don't love it enough. And, and do you have any other siblings or are you the only child or? I am the oldest of four. So um, underneath me are Justin and Elizabeth. They're twins and they're 14. And then my youngest sister is Jenna and she's 11. And they all play sports and they are, they love basketball, all three of them. So <laughs> my dad can have them. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is if there's a family three on three tournament, you're getting picked last. Absolutely. Without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> Hey, that's all right. You, you, you can do the assist though, right? You're a setter. You got the, got the vision, right? See, I had a good shot. I really did. Like, I was a good shooter. I was opposed. Like, I could do, I can play basketball. I just don't like to. Yes. So. <laughs> Sweet. So, glad you kind of got this journey now and you're, and you're, so at what point did they, they kind of hit in your head? They're like, okay, they are right. They are telling me that it's, it's achievable and I can do this. I would say when I got my first, um, I guess off, not offer, but like interest from colleges. Uh, one of the very first ones I got was like Coastal Carolina. And my parents were like, that was my first one too. And like stuff like that. Um, and then when I, I had my first call with a coach, it was, I think Louisville at the time and the coaching staff at that time. And so when I really started like get, receiving interest, that's when I was like, okay, this is going to happen. I'm going to be able to do it. And it's just a matter of time and where, and I think I kind of got away from that. It needs to be a certain school or like a certain type of school, like the really big D1. Um, and then I went into the more like 
no, I just need to go somewhere where I'm happy and I can outplay. That was my biggest thing is wanting to play. I didn't want to go to a big school and sit the bench for like two or three years behind another setter. Yeah. So, 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 so speaking on that happiness, right? I think kind of, I know I was that way when I was going to school. I like, I want to go to the big school. I want, you know, all, all the, you know, the, like, like all, all, all that come with, you know, being at that, like the powerhouse school, you know. Mm-hmm, the gear, the travel, all yeah, of that. <laughs> the the Chick-fil-A's, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. And, yes, and yes. I, I got to school and I, and I realized, you know, I was at a great place because I was in my, my dream school, but I realized like, wow, there, there's more to this than just the name. And mm-hmm. so for you, when it came to defining happiness, did you know what that looked like? Uh, I can tell you, I knew when I stepped on to George Washington's campus that that's where I wanted to be. Like, I fell in love with DC. I fell in love with um, just... I, my, one of my biggest things was if volleyball were to end for me, would I be happy here? Like, could I just be a student at this school? And that's how I felt that George Washington, when I stepped foot on that campus, like I just love DC, the opportunities that come with living in DC and being able to go there for four years and being on a scholarship was just a dream. So that's when I really knew it was like stepping foot on that campus so that that was it. And, and you committed there junior year, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so was that your first offer, like like one of your later offers down the road? That was one of my later offers. Um, that it was between George Washington and Texas State. Those are like my final two. Um, and Texas State, I loved everything about it, like being close to home. Uh, it was like a forty-five minute drive from where I live, and things like that. So, like they both had really big pros. But then when I went to DC, I was like this is it, like, this is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so the day that you committed, well, well I'll say this, the, the day that, I guess the day that you committed, was it like a sense of relief, like, okay, I, I've made it, or they like, the work's still, still going, or how are you feeling about it? It was a sense of relief, for sure, um, because I was also one of the last girls to commit on my club team, um lots of them committed pretty early on like freshman sophomore year things like that and so once I committed I was like oh okay this is great <laughs> relief for sure so for you outside of you know going D1 what what, what goal did you kind of have for yourself as you as, as a player maybe and not in high school or anything well in high school um I went to a small private school called Brentwood Christian And I went there with uh, three of my club teammates. And so our junior year, we were a very, very good uh, team. It was a small school. Like in my graduating class, there was 29 students. Um, But volleyball wise, like we were really good and we would play like with the best. We ended up getting second that year in state. And so going into my senior year, of course, our goal was like, we want to win. We want to win state. And they, they had gotten second before. And so of course that, like first place is the goal um and then senior year we won we won state so that was everything oh so you so you got the little I got the medal I got <laughs> I got the ring all of that a lettering patch yep mm-hmm. <laughs> hey so that's impressive though because Texas is a it's a big state and, and big in sports but the volleyball so yes to, yes to pull it off you know that's congrats to you so 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 now if we if we fast for a little bit, you know, you're 
you're going to be a freshman at George Washington. Mm-hmm. How, what, what was your mindset going into joining a new team, joining a, joining in a new, new city that you're going to achieve some goal that you had in mind? Uh, I would say that freshman year was a really big wake-up call. It was um, realizing that kind of like you said, like it's a lot more work than you think. Like it's not enough to just be athletic. Like you have to be willing to do the extra reps and do the extra weights and things like that. Like I had never really lifted weights much until I got to college. And so that realization of like, it's going to take a lot more for me to be great at this. Like I can do what I've been doing and be good, but if I want to be great, then like I need to do a lot more. And that's when my work ethic really started to increase once I got to college. Um, and I was realized that everything, like if I want to be great, those are the things that I had to do and sacrifice. And did, did you have a, a model of greatness? That is what greatness looks like when you kind of came with your teammates or just so someone you kind of idolized with pro or something like that? Uh, definitely Misty May. Uh, just especially with my mom, like knowing her and like me knowing her, like uh, she was always somebody that I would watch, like watch their games back and stuff like that. And then also um, Alicia Glass, like an Olympic setter and everything like that. Like those were the really great setters at the time that I was paying attention to in college. So for you, what, 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 what do you think makes a great setter? What makes a great setter? Someone who is, gosh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that make a great setter. But for me, my biggest thing is someone who is like dynamic. So it's not just, you know, like simple in their setting strategy or anything like that. Like they're going to go and run for balls and die for balls and they can block, they can dig and play defense. Like it's so much more than just setting like as a skill and someone who's communicating and being a leader and taking ownership kind of more um, versus like playing, placing blame, if that makes sense. Like just someone who can like give feedback and also receive feedback is a big thing. How, how do you want your great your greatness to be? Like that Jamison Lee, she was great because of what? My biggest thing was she was great because she cared about others um she it's so hard to like talk about myself but my biggest thing was like culture and I really wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than just volleyball um and I wanted it to start not only from like me as a freshman but up to the seniors and then like us always being able to communicate and be with each other and play well for each other it was always so much more than like an individual thing I wanted to be Jameson was great because she had like the backs of her teammates and her teammates had her back and um I think that's the biggest thing that happened when I was a senior is like I really felt like the culture had kind of shifted in that way like we all were spending all this time together and we knew everything about each other and we wanted to be together and it was so much easier to play for each other in that way and how how do how how do you go about building that building that you know that that culture that friendship that camaraderie that you said was so important for you to have mm-hmm. just uh, just hanging out like outside of practice like getting to really know 
the people underneath you, not just the people in your class. Like when I was a senior, we had two, we had three freshmen um, and we would like just would spend time with them in their dorm room and invite them to hang out with us and just learning just about them and who they were as people, not just as volleyball players. So I think just taking that time to really understand what makes someone how they are, like what, how were they raised and where did they grow up and stuff like that. So, so that freshman year, we said it was, it was like a it was like a wake up call for you, in the sense of of kind of like just the overall experience. What, what was like the hardest part for you? The hardest part for me was I think finding that balance between volleyball, school, and then also social life. Of course, I think everybody kind of goes through that their first year, like spending a little bit too much time hanging out and wanting to go to parties and stuff like that and not really focus so much on grades or just anything like that. Or wanting to try to focus too much on training and then you don't have a social life. And so finding that balance was definitely the hardest part. And that's in DC. I feel like there's so much happening every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and it's, everything's like right at your fingertips, just a walk away. And it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Athletes specifically had to live on campus mainly like especially if you're on scholarship just because dc housing is so expensive Mm -hmm. um and so so much easier to live on campus and be like our campus was only i want to say like four or five blocks by five blocks so it wasn't like huge Mm -hmm. um so it was easier to live on campus and then the housing was nice like it wasn't any mold or like really bad housing horror stories that you hear so you're so you now you now Jameson Lee, you're a freshman at George Washington University, and it is your first game. What was going through your mind? What was going through my mind was be the best cheerleader you can be, because I wasn't playing. So <laughs> it was kind of like just have fun and make the most of this and enjoy the experience. And if you do get your time, your time, just use it as well as you can. And eventually I did, because um, a setter. Uh, the senior setter above me, she ended up getting hurt. So I ended up playing like towards the end of the season a lot. Were you ready? I was, I was ready. It was really exciting too, because my mom actually had just come out for a game and I hadn't told her that I started playing. And so she got to see me play for the first time in college. How did that bond grow once you kind of got to college kind of have that same kind of shared kind of experience? uh our bond it grew like it, me and my mom are already really really close um because it was only just me and her for 10 years like before my siblings and my dad played professional basketball so he was gone a lot so we were already close but then me going to college and kind of being away even for like being away further like just made us grow closer and like I said she's my biggest supporter and everything to me sweet so, so, so then I'm guessing if you guys are ever playing sand volleyball, you're the first person picked. Yeah, well, if I tell you that a few years ago, yes, I'd be the first person picked. But now my siblings, like my brother, he is so good at volleyball. And now he might get picked over me. <laughs> y'all got a squad then. Y'all, y'all ready to We jump. really do. And honestly, other than that, we are going to go on Family Feud one day when they're of age. And we are going to give people a run for their money for sure. <laughs> Okay, then yeah, family feud. Who who's the captain of the, of the team? Captain of the team is definitely my mom, without a doubt. 
And the, the, the problem is there's six of us, but I think there's only five spots in Family Feud. So somebody's got to sit out and I don't know who that person would be. Probably my dad. <laughs> oh, you can't, can't cut dad, right? I know you can. You can't cut dad because he like he'd be the perfect person to go on Family Feud because they always like talk about their stories and stuff. And he has a great story, too. So I don't know. I really don't know who it would be. You know, deep down, deep down, you, you, you know who's getting caught by. You know, you know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I can't say it because if this goes out and then they hear this, I can't. But but deep down, that person knows, like, yeah, I'm going They know deep down. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say it'll be my youngest sister, Jenna, just because she's the youngest. And so it'll take a little bit longer for her to get there to get 18. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> but Jenna, we, we can get of age. She's she ready to fight for somebody's spot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so kind of having an athletic family, you know, did that that push you harder to kind of like to kind of want to maybe, I don't know, say you no know, sibling rivalry, right? That want to be the best or they're just kind of just more not really a factor for you. It wasn't a factor for me just because me and my siblings have such an age gap. Um, I'm 10 years and 12 years older than them. So I've done everything before they've even thought about anything, you know. So I've gone to college and graduated college and I'm playing professional now and they're just in eighth grade and sixth grade. So it's not really maybe for them. Probably there's a little bit more of that sibling rivalry. But for me, it wasn't really a factor. I would say they definitely talk to me more about the mental side of it, which I really appreciate because for me, that's been such a big thing is like the mental side of volleyball and playing sports and being an athlete. And so at their age, like being 14 and 12, they come to me a lot for that stuff, which is really nice. And then the physical stuff, they have that down, like the work ethic, not so much, but I can't say anything because I didn't have the work ethic in eighth grade. So, <laughs> so for mm-hmm. you, what was there a moment at your walk that kind of hit you mentally that you're like, all right, I gotta figure out how to bounce back from this? Uh, my freshman year specifically, um, I going into the spring semester, I like I said, the balance was hard with the school and the having fun and all that stuff. So I ended up getting unfortunately placed on academic probation and having to bounce back from that really like buckle down and be like you've got to shift your perspective like you are here on a scholarship to play volleyball and go to school get your education like you need to focus and everything else kind of comes second to that so that was really the wake-up call and the slap in the face and having to tell my parents that I was on academic probation oh my gosh was the hardest thing because I didn't tell them until I was leaving to go back to college like oh my gosh yeah so you're like hey so this happens see it see it see it yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay I gotta go <laughs> I'm going back to school now that was smooth <laughs> yeah <laughs> they didn't think so but it's fine so so what so what adjustment did you make like as like habits and such to to make sure that it didn't happen again I would say just getting like taking we had mandatory study hall, but actually taking study hall seriously, like using study hall to study and do work versus free time, like to watch Netflix or something on school Wi-Fi. (laughs) Um, And then just 
making use of all the resources that we did have in college, like all the tutoring that we did have and all the meetings with your academic advisor, like all that stuff can really be like, it is useful. And we try to do so much of it on our own, but when you have all the resources, you should use them as much as you can because it makes everything that much easier. Did you get off probation or what, what happened? I did. I, yeah, I had to, or else I was not playing the next season. <laughs> so I got off academic probation. I never was on academic probation again. After that, every single semester, I was on the dean's list or something like that. So we really turned it around mm-hmm. and I graduated. So you did a full 180. Yes, I had to. Because it's like, probably like, hey, be like Jameson, you know, get the grades. Well, at first they were like, don't be like Jameson. <laughs> Be like Jameson now. <laughs> this is the Jameson that you should be. Sweet. So, so outside of like the academic kind of finding that balance, was there ever another moment that kind of like maybe kind of made you push you to, to be better? Mm, in terms of volleyball? Um, yes. Yeah, I guess volleyball or just, you know, just like overall, just like, just like on your, on your, on your version of greatness that you defined earlier, right? Was there another like moment that you said, Right, if I really want to be as great as Jameson says she wants to be, this this mm-hmm. has to improve, this has to change, or, or I got to fight through this moment. Yeah, I would probably say when I decided that I wanted to play professional. Um, so that was the year of 2020, so the year Corona hit. That was my senior year of college. And so I... We got sent home and that's the big like, okay, what am I gonna do? Like, I already knew that I had to figure that out, but Corona obviously made that come so much faster. Um, And so then deciding that I wanted to play professionally, it really had to shift in my mind like, okay, what does that person look like? Like, what commitment is that person willing to make to be the best setter and player that they can be in the future? And what are they doing now? Like, what does that look like now? I want to answer for that. Getting in the gym, getting extra reps, weightlifting, um, and then just like even healthier eating, things like that, taking care of my sleep and all of that, like realizing that so much more goes into it than just, you know, being good at volleyball. So what would your thoughts on just like what this could look like for you if you want to come to your research? Uh, at first, I mean, you hear about all the really great countries, like you hear about Turkey and Korea and like all these really like where Olympians go in Italy and like all those. And so, and at first, like that was my only, you know, outlook, like those are the only countries that I can go and play volleyball in. But then once I got an agent um, and I was like, oh, and he, the, the very first country that was interested was Azerbaijan. And I was like, what like I didn't even know like that was possible and so like there's just so many other countries and like everywhere in Europe has a volleyball league so it just opens your eyes to like how big it is what 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 would you say is is almost like 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 the college recruiting for you when you when you say you want to go d1 now you're Mm -hmm. all the the big schools and kind of get to realize okay there's more than just you know the big names out there exactly Exactly. The exact same feeling. And how did you kind of find your agent? Uh, I found my first agent through a connection that my mom had. Um, 
so just he recommended him and so I got my first contract in Greece through him and I actually decided to end up changing agencies after that next year so I went to play in Puerto Rico to play in Puerto Rico I didn't need an agent so I didn't really like use him for that and then we ended up terminating our contract together and that's when I started working with athletes abroad in Charlotte and I've been working with them now for two seasons technically yeah you join the dream team yes I do I love it I love athletes abroad everything about it so going for your second agent get like what time are that you like you wanted to kind of make sure you had this new representation that community that family connection that just I guess the culture things like that stuff that I really like is was so important to me in college I realized later on that it's important to me now and like having that having someone always checking in on me or not always but like checking in on me seeing how things are doing and you know just we have these um, monthly meetings and things like that so like that culture and community is really what the biggest part is for me. And that's funny you say that because like every after that I've interviewed from athlete abroad that has kind of have that, that same type, type of like you know mentality like they love the culture you know that is yeah. more than just you know being in another roster position on you know on, on their list but like they're like you, you all kind of have that your friends because you could say. Exactly exactly yeah it's so like that's the biggest thing is it's so much more than just being a name for Charlotte, Charlotte and Kathleen to like be like okay I've got this player and this player and this player and this player but like I feel like they know each one of us like personally you know and they care. That's sweet. That's, I, I keep saying that I want to be on, on the roster I, I gotta find a way to, to get, get my get my shoulder right or something. And, you know. Yeah uh-huh yeah playing professional volleyball. <laughs> yeah I can I don't know what I can do I mean I can I, I can fill water bottles up pretty good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they need that position. I don't know how much yeah. money you'd get for that. Like Italy. Hey, I got a guy that can fill good some good water. Can fill some good water. <laughs> good water, like water boy style. Like he's he ready, coach. <laughs> that would be if you get a job doing that, I might change and honest, also be a water girl. <laughs> you know, I have faith in Char- Charlotte and Kathleen. Not myself, but I have faith in them. So I might <laughs> I'm like, they can find you something. Yeah, I'll I'll throw some footage out, you know, like me, like, at a a water station next time real quick. (laughs) Exactly. But that's awesome that you said that, though. Like, it's been been great kind of learning all y'all's stories and kind of how you all kind of intertwine in some way. Um, But but going from, you know, a girl from, from Austin, Texas, to going to D.C., did did you was there a moment that you felt like wow is this really even possible for me to even go play play professionally over overseas yeah I mean I really I didn't know um if it was possible because again looking at other people and looking at other people in my position like I was kind of a smaller setter like I'm only 5'10 on a good day with shoes um, but like all of these players and all these setters and these professional leagues are like six foot and above, like even girls who go to the really big D one schools, like Wisconsin and Michigan, like they're all like six feet and above. And so I didn't know how possible it was for me. 
Um, of course I have like the, my own attributes, like I'm a really good jumper and things like that. So it was just kind of finding that team that was willing to be like, okay, like, yes, we can use her. I'll go back to the question right here. So if you look back, you know, like, and you talk to, you know, like club, club team Jameson, and what would you tell her about the journey ahead that, that she's going to go D1, play, play in DC, you know, then go play abroad. What, what, what would you tell her about the journey ahead? I would tell her to stop comparing herself to other people and just work with what she's got because it's enough and it's so much more than you realize. Like you are athletic, you deserve to be in all these positions. There's a reason you keep making it this far. Like it's not luck or anything like that. Like you deserve to be in these spaces. Like just accept yourself and stop looking to other people and comparing yourself to other people. That deep. Yeah. <laughs> they say like the, my, one of my favorite quotes is that comparison is the thief of joy. And I completely believe that because if you're looking at all these other people, like you can't be happy with what you have. Yeah. So for you, a lot along the journey so far, was that a big, well, the stuff that, the stuff that you kind of had to really had to work on, that, that comparison between, you know, your height and compared to everyone else that you're looking at, things like that. Mm -hmm, for sure. Even with um, going overseas and like being considered the, like the top setter or like the first setter, there's like a first setter and a second setter, even being considered a first setter, I would still compare myself to the second setter. Like even if say they were smaller than me, like I'd be like, okay, well, they're better at this or they're better at that. And that's why like, I'm not good enough. Um, so it definitely has been a process and a journey to really learn to find or to know that I have the things that make me valuable to this team. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'll put you on a family feud question right now. All right. Okay. All right, so Steve Harvey right now. I'm gonna get my Steve Harvey. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so answer on the board. So Jameson. There's five points. There are five questions answered on the board. What, what makes Jameson great? Jameson is a good communicator. She can take feedback really well. She is a good jumper. Um, she has good energy. And she is consistent. Okay. Is that five? Does Jameson deserve the opportunity that she has? Jameson deserves every opportunity that she has. Everything that's coming her way is where, exactly what's supposed to happen. Ding, ding, ding. Mic drop. <laughs> $20,000. And a new car. New car. And everyone, everyone's jumping and clapping. Oh. <laughs> yes. We're like, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Sweet. And I love that you said that. Like, for you, opportunity heading your way. What's going to be right now? What's coming for me right now is just focusing and being where my feet are. So being in Portugal, being here committed to this team, um, we haven't, we start like officially playing this weekend. So our very first match is Saturday, but it's like a tournament. So it's against other teams in the league and stuff like that. So really like testing where we are and having wins under our belt, hopefully. Um, so yeah, just being where my feet are and being present and not thinking so like too much about the future, like not 
where I'm going to be next season or anything like that, because I'm here now. Any, any big goals for this season or, 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 or even little goals for this season? One of the biggest goals is to stay in the top league. Um, so you have to be top. There's 14 teams in the league. If we're top eight after the first round, then we're automatically like staying in the top league. If we're bottom six, then we have to do like a playoffs to see who's going to keep going. So that's the first goal is always just to like stay in the top league. Um, and then win as many games as possible. Like I would love to win a championship with this team. Um, going back to my college self and the reason that I love athletes abroad so much is because of the culture. This team has a really good culture and the girls are great. The coaching staff is great. The management is great. Um, so just, yeah, doing everything I can for this team. And, and so, so this is your third season pro? This is my one, two, three, fourth season. Technically, um, I went to Greece my, in 2020. It got cut short because of COVID. Then I went to Puerto Rico. That was my first season, full season. It was a summer league season, so like two, three months. Then I went to Germany, but I went late um, because a girl got injured, and so I replaced her. I was only there for five months. And then I went back to Puerto Rico again. And now I'm here in Portugal, technically for my first full season in Europe. So a full eight months, hopefully. You're playing, you're playing in top places. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's been really fun. See, so you are, you are pretty good then. Like, like what are we talking yeah. about here? <laughs> I know, I know. And that's what I, that's what I get to tell myself. Like I've played in really amazing places and with really good players. So I'm exactly where I need to be. And I've gone to these places for a reason. It's not by luck. Yeah. So, so, so say there's a kid listening right now that, 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 that's kind of going through similar thing. They're kind of, they're, they're in their head about, do they deserve the opportunity they're having? What, what would you tell them right now? Mm, I would say, um, mm. I would say something like the doors won't fully open until you start believing in yourself. Like you are limited, limiting yourself right now. And like, as soon as you stop doing that, the like you'll be able to see so much more. If that makes sense. If that's good advice. I don't know. <laughs> it's so good that, that I'm a quote on Instagram. Yes. Yes. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> the doors won't open until you believe in yourself. Yeah. That's a word right there, Jameson. Thanks. That, that just came out of my head. I've never, I mean, it's probably somewhere out there. I've probably read it somewhere, but I just pulled that out. Go tweet it right now. Go tweet it. Go tweet it now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I need to put it in my bio <laughs> on my Instagram, Twitter, all of it. <laughs> Claim it. Jameson said this on. Yes. On yeah. your interview. Heard it here first. Your podcast. <laughs> my mom made it. <laughs> that, Great. That, that, that's great advice that I, that I think that works for probably youth kids coming up and probably adults now. Just like, I'm sure you're not the only, only happy that that, that, deals, that deals with, you know, just like that belief, right? Just to say, like, I got this. So okay. yeah, I'm glad you're saying that. So I kind of work towards the interview, you know. So so first game, what, what what's the goal? Are you trying to set some records or what? 
the goal is to sweep the team that we're playing. So 3-0, I want to get a easy, not easy win, but like a decisive win. Like I want to be like, hey, SC Braga is here and they're ready for the first division. That's a dope name, SC Braga. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Fast and the Furious, you know, like Braga. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess like, for you, for you, Jersey wise, are you certain number that you, that, you, that, you, that you love having every year, or is it kind of just as a very? <sighs> I wish. Um, and all throughout my club career, I was number four. I go to college, number four is taken by a girl, by a sophomore. So I couldn't even get it like the next year or anything like that. So then I become 14. I was 14 because my dad was 14 when he played for the Puerto Rico national team. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll do 14. It has a four in it. Fine. That's good. Um, and then my first year in Greece, I was four. Puerto Rico was 14. Unfortunately, in Germany, I was number 13, which is probably a sign of why everything kind of started going downhill. Unlucky number 13. Um, and here in Braga, I am number 19. And I chose that because my birthday is on the 19th. So okay. some good energy back. 19th of what month? June. June. So happy belated birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're number 19 this year. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I mean, this, this first game, we're going to have one, 19 assists. That... Mm, more than that, I hope. Oh, that. Oh, well, oh. If, it's a th- if it's a three set win, 19 is a good number. Yeah. 19 is a good number for three sets. Three sets. If you're going five sets, what, what, what's a good number? If it's five sets, you're hopefully like 30s, 30s, sometimes 40s. Sometimes people get 40s in five sets. Depends on how close the sets are. Okay. All right. So my goal would be to have like every water bottle filled every <laughs> every 10 seconds. Just be on the... <laughs> I would love it to have a water person like that, like who just always has the water bottle filled, like don't even have to worry. I would have a headband on. I'll, I'll have an arm sleeve. I would have a full, I'll be full decked out. You know? Yes, with the carts and everything. Oh, I'll be like, I'll be in, in, getting a stretching for the game. Getting, <laughs> getting this motion specifically, like right here. <laughs> getting, getting my shoulder stretched out, Nordtech, mm-hmm. everything. I would be, I would be the, 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 the Misty May. I'll, I'll be the Jameson Lee of, of, of water. <laughs> water bottle. <laughs> I'll be love that. So I'll, I'll manifest it. Charlotte, 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 when you hear this, Kathleen, when you hear this. <laughs> if they can do it, it's possible. They they can make it happen. I'll send you highlights. I'll be on YouTube. I'll start start start, start the hashtag. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Sweet. Well, Jameson, well, it's been great having you on. You know, my question for you. Social media, anything where you're at right now, we kind of go follow you. Uh, yeah, I am at B Jamie Lee. So T H E J A M I L E E on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then on TikTok right now, I'm Jamison Lee 222. I had to make a new TikTok because my other one, I forgot the password. So that's okay. where I am. Well, on so what, what's your TikTok style? Are you in the, in, in the trenches doing the, the dances? Or are you making kit 
I am doing the dances. I'm doing the dances. I'm not so much for like the aesthetic, like day in my life vlogs. I am the dancing TikTok. Am I good at it? No. Is it fun? Yes. I thought something I want the new one is like with the, the Beyonce thing, right? The like the. Mm-hmm. 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 They're figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the next one I learn. Okay. All right. We'll 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 look out for it. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.